I know we need wisdom for stewardship, and it is imperative that we have it. But there are those occasions in Scripture where it was absolutely supernatural provision that the individual had nothing to do with. It was the provision of Jehovah Jireh. I want you to lift your hand and say, I receive provision from Jehovah Jireh. Supernatural. I've been praying over this and I've been praying over you. You know, I don't believe that the children of Israel were calling in the quail in the wilderness. I don't believe that they were calling in the manna. And I believe in calling in, call those things that be not as though they were. But I can't find a scripture that would lead me to the thought that they were standing there every morning calling it in. God wanted to provide for them. I want you to lift your hand and say, he's providing for me right now. Come on, supernaturally, something is happening. Something has to happen. In the name of Jesus, something is changing. I sense it. You can sense it. I know there were prophecies of Jesus' birth. There were prophecies of different things and events. But Jesus was too young to call in the gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And I don't know if Joseph and Mary had been at the confessions class. <laughs> Yet, gold arrived. Frankincense arrived. Myrrh arrived. The camels arrived. Now, I believe in the calling forth. I believe in the ministry of angels. I believe in it all. All of the activity of heaven. But when Jesus told Peter to go and get the money out of the fish's mouth, he didn't say, Peter, I want you to release your faith and call that money into the mouth of the fish He says, the first one you catch is going to have the money. Oh, yeah. Lift your hand and say, this day, supernatural provision is taken over my life. I am wise, and I am a steward of God's finances that he has given to me, and he has blessed me with. But I receive... Supernatural, Supernatural provision, provision. Now. now. Come on, give him thanks for it right now. Supernatural. Supernatural. Come on, say it. Supernatural. Supernatural. There are some people, I'm telling you, you've quoted for 40 years and you haven't seen anything yet. There are principles at work. Amen. I am a tither. Hallelujah. That means the windows of heaven are open. I don't have to stand there and say, open those windows. I don't have to stand there and say anything other than I am a tither and I have tither's rights. 
and the windows of heaven are open and the blessing is being poured upon me and I have been redeemed from the curse of the law. In the name of Jesus, shut it out. I am blessed. Come on, shut it out. I am blessed. Now. We were doing online last week and there's lots of people. I need a job. The jobs are there. Just don't be so picky. The jobs are there. Take, take something. Amen. Get something moving. Amen. You, you get moving first. And money will start moving. Amen. Stop waiting for the, you know, for, for whatever. Just get going. Start moving. Stop sitting waiting. Amen. Get something that can give you seed. Get something that can get you a tithe. Do something that can get something moving. <laughs> Shut it out. Supernatural. Say it again. Supernatural. Come on, one more time. Supernatural. And the Lord told me every Sunday beyond the 5th of November is going to be supernatural. And we're going to have supernatural Sundays right here at Millennial in the name of Jesus. Everybody shut it out. Supernatural Sundays. Amen. Because the Lord said every Sunday is supernatural. And we're not waiting on just something supernatural happening. Amen. This is supernatural. Shut it out. From this day, even finances in my life are going to be supernatural. Increase is coming to my life in the name of Jesus. Come on, do you believe it today? Come on, I'm not talking about just working yourself to death. I'm talking about supernatural, 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 supernatural. I believe supernatural. If you believe that you can sit in the office of that bank manager and that he will give you that money, then you have to believe that when you sit in the presence of Almighty God as Jehovah Jireh, that he is going to do whatever it is he said he would do to get you whatever he promised you. He says not one word will fall to the ground and die. And you might have had a barren couple of years, but I'm telling you, the mother load is coming. And I have been praying this out. The mother load is coming. Shout it out. The mother load is coming. I believe with all my heart that I'm telling you, we are going to see checks come through this ministry. Checks come through our hands personally. Amen. That will just cause us to be astounded. I believe the millions are coming in the name of Jesus. Millions flowing, not into our personal, but into the kingdom. When quiet when I said that. Because we always say if we had it, we would give it. But when we get it, <laughs> Hallelujah. I look at this place and say it's just a building. It's not mine, Lord, it's yours. No pressure. Hallelujah. Look at you never say no pressure. It's just no pressure. <laughs> Woo! I know it's Sunday morning, some of you thinking about roast beef. He's still on the offering and he hasn't got into the message yet. But I'm telling you, that's, that's a several times now the Spirit of the Lord has said that if you expect 
to get money out of the bank, how much more should you be expecting to get money out of heaven? Now, there's no money in heaven. It's here. None of it is left. No matter how much you feel like we're in a down curve, no matter how much Joseph C. says we're at 30, all the money's still here. No gold has left planet Earth. So no matter what's going on, there's still as much here as there ever was. <laughs> but I tell you, that devil and unbelief and, and the news, it would, make you, it would make you want to think that, you know, somebody has stolen it all. Where did it go? It's all here. He says the gold is his, the silver is his, the cattle on a thousand hills is his. Tap your foot and say, there's something for me somewhere in the name of Jesus. And supernaturally, we're going to find it. Oh, I tell you, I, I'm telling you, supernaturally, I, I went uh, to John. I saw him suck that oil, I'm telling you, out of that ground. And I, I never in my, in my wildest dreams thought it would have been like that. The pressure of the earth and everything working, the science behind it. I mean, my little peanut brim, what am I thinking? I'm thinking you just suck oil out of the ground. Dig a hole and out it flows. That's what people think. But we don't think that we're working with forces in places that we cannot see. In supernatural provision, exactly the same. We're working with forces in places that we cannot see. Whether it's under the ground or the powers of the air, there are forces that we do not see. But I'm telling you, God promised. And God was able to get the gold, frankincense, and myrrh to Jesus. Why? Because Jesus needed it. I'm going to come up this aisle. I want somebody to shout amen at the back. Shut it out. Jesus, Jesus needed it. Did he or did he not? He did. What did he use it on? Well, he would have used it on going to Egypt for a couple of years. Let's talk about that for a moment. Because sometimes we think, you know, I'm just going to do a stupid thing and God will protect me doing it. Or I'm going to stay in danger and the hoopah and the surrounding of God will keep me protected in danger. But that's not how it works. If that had been the case, then Mary and Joseph would have said, Father, this is your son. You're going to keep him right here. And we're going to keep this gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And we're not going to waste it on a trip to Egypt. And we're going to stay right here, and your angels are going to protect your son because he has to die for the world. But Joseph and Mary heard that they were to take the child to a place of protection. Why did Mary and Joseph not use their faith? They did. But the modern day church, in the word of faith, 
sometimes will say, I bless God, I don't care, by faith. But yet that's not how it worked for Mary, Joseph, and the child. Fred Price wrote a little book. It's one of the best books that you could ever read. It was Faith, Foolishness, and Presumption. And if you don't keep this stuff alive in your heart, it'll get into your head, and when it hits your head, then it is foolishness and presumption. But while this stays alive in your heart, it's faith. I know that you're holding on to your tithes and your offerings. Let's go ahead and just receive right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I hope you're getting something out of this. Come on. Shout it out. I believe. Supernaturally, things are changing in my life. Come on. Say it again. I believe. Supernaturally, things are changing in my life. Is there a bucket on this front row here, guys? Hallelujah. Say it again. I believe. Things are changing supernaturally in my life. Hallelujah. Come on, just give me five minutes. I've got something here I want to show you. It's been a good morning already, hasn't it? God has really spoken to us. You say, well, I, I don't know if I like this. Well, I love it because I'm changing. And it's good when the pastor's changing. Hallelujah. Now, it has become apparent to me that the only way that we're going to win is by having a strong spirit. How many people would agree with that? We're going to have to have a strong spirit when it comes to anything, relationally, physically, emotionally, financially. We're going to have to wait it out. But I tell you, God will come through. God worked with Mary and Joseph. Then when Jesus got up and launched his ministry, guess what? God worked with Jesus. I want you to lift your hand and say, he's given me everything. Say it again. Everything that pertains unto life and godliness. I have it now in me. Wisdom was made to me. Jesus was made to me. Wisdom. And he lives within me, 1 Corinthians 1.30, right? So I've known since we got going on this thing, Miss Pat, that the thing that will keep me to the end is not an experience or an encounter. As much as Paul Brady loves encounters and experiences, I know the fickleness of feeling can only keep me so long. I know that faith as a mustard seed was given to me, and I know that even at that size, it will move mountains, even at that size. But in the goodness of God, he said that you can take even that which can move a mountain and grow it. So I could actually then get to the stage where I can move a whole mountain range. Because if the faith of the grain of mustard can move a mountain, then what will happen if I take it and build it? I'm declaring over you, it's time to build it. 
Now we're trying to build everything, but are we building our faith? We're building a house, a home, a life, a family, a command, but are we building our faith? How much time are you taking to build your faith? Like God said already to us this morning, if you're willing to spend five hours in the ER and you can't, and you're having trouble with an hour's worship service, you have to know is that you are more stronger in your flesh or carnality than you are spiritually. It is showing you right there where it's all at. That when trouble comes and your world begins to fall apart immediately or you get scared or fear rushes in and you feel overwhelmed by the moment, that tells you immediately that your spirit is not as strong as your physical flesh soul man. If your soul man, your mind, your will, and emotions, that whole sense part of you, kicks into gear immediately you hear bad news before your spirit man does, then you have to realize pronto that your spirit man is weak and your soul is too strong. So if trouble gets you immediately and gets you on the back pedal and said, oh my God, what is it? Or, you, or your wife gets a phone call and you hear the voice change and, you're, they're like, and she starts to whatever, whatever, and you're busy going, what is it? What is it? What is it? Instead of going into, in the name of Jesus, whatever this is, we shut it down right now. You will know very quickly whether you're spiritually strong or soulishly strong. Is this helping anybody? Now, the only way that you can defeat and enforce the victory over Satan is spiritual. You can't do it with your mind. This is not mind games. He is a master at mind games. So in Proverbs 18, 14, it says this. This is one of my favorite scriptures. I have worked this scripture for years, years. When our eldest son, 2005, went to be with the Lord because of a car accident, people could not understand why Karn and myself were so strong. They thought we were in denial. They said all sorts of things. Instead of getting in and rejoicing with us regarding our faith, People wanted to detract and belittle. It actually brought persecution. Even in the midst of our worst nightmare becoming a reality, it's amazing how religious folks wants to jump in with both feet and say that one of these days it's going to hit them. Well, I'm 55, and it has never hit me yet. And it will never hit me. My son is with the Lord. My eldest son is with the Lord. And one day we will see him again soon. Can I have a big amen? So I knew this scripture from years ago. Please hear me today as a pastor. I'm pastoring you right now. Proverbs 18, 14. This is like an anthem. I have said it to thousands of people personally over the years. And some like it and some don't because it's like they want you to wave a magic wand 
abracadabra and make people's lives better. And, and I can pray for you, and it's a touch, and it's the, the experience and the encounter of the moment. My God, I mean, make sure you get pastor to pray for you because he is seriously anointed. But there is life after the touch, the experience, and the encounter. Please hear me today. And what this whole thing now, when we look out here into 2003, into 24, will there be war? Will there be a roar? You know, is the wheels coming off? Is there another pandemic? 25, you hear all the things that I hear. You know, are our phones going to be fried this week? You've listened to it all. You've got your bag at the ready to put your phone in, right? so that you don't have your phone fried. You've got your bag ready, amen, to put your iPad in so you don't have your iPad fried, right? <laughs> Stuff going on. And so if we didn't know what we knew, I don't know what it's like for somebody out there hearing all this stuff and not knowing what we know. How many people, thanks God, you know the Bible? How many, thanks God, thanks God, you know the end of the story. Yeah. Amen. How many people believe in the rapture in this room? Wave at me right now. And I'm telling you, one of these days, yeah. glory to God. Amen. Just when you think it couldn't get any worse, you're going to get that yeah. cooking feeling. Amen. And you're going to go up. Look at your neighbor and say, it's time, baby. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So Proverbs 18:14 says this, the strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble. Now, that's powerful. That's powerful. So that means even if I'm in pain, my strong spirit is going to sustain me. That's better than Tylenol. That's better than ibuprofen, whatever it's called. That's better than curcumin. Boswellia, a strong spirit, says here, it's going to sustain me in bodily pain or trouble. Lift your hands, receive it right now. This is so powerful. This is the word of the Lord. But a weak and broken spirit, who can raise up or bear? Now, Jeremiah 12 says this. If you're finding it difficult to run with the footmen, how are you going to keep up with the horses? It goes on to say, if you fall in open fields, how do you think you're going to stay on your feet in the thicket? So just take a look at your life right now. Are you being sustained? We're not even talking about, we're not talking here about confession. We're not talking about, we're, we're just talking about a strong spirit. We're not talking to you about walking the floors, quoting fury. We're talking about a strong spirit. Hallelujah. 
one well-known speaker said this, a strong spirit makes a way for God to move. If you're talking doubt and unbelief, it shuts the door to the supernatural. Having a strong spirit keeps the door open for God to move. I receive God moving in the name of Jesus. I'm keeping this door open. I said I'm keeping it open. So whatever is wrong with my body has to come into line in the name of Jesus. Why? Because then God's a liar. You said, I can't believe you said that. He's not a liar. So if I'm falling apart, there's something wrong. I don't have to look externally. I don't, I, I don't know what they're planning for as nanobots, microbots, all of these different things, and then it wants to get into your physical body. It's not really what's in my physical body that is concerning me. It's what's happening in my spirit, man, that is concerning me. Because if I can have greater is he that is in me. Oh, I try over here. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. What is that? Spirit man, physical man. I am of God. Amen. First John 4, 4. I am of God. Everybody is so focused now on physical, 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 physical. And I'm telling you, I come to the Lord and the Lord said, I am focused on spirit, 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 spirit. Because if I can get you strong spiritually, then everything is going to come into line physically. And that's what the Spirit of God is doing. You listen to everybody. I mean, my God, physical, they're coming to take us away. Oh, oh, I mean, everything is, is physical. And we spend hours listening to this stuff and hours reading this stuff and hours listening to it. Amen. But are you spending hours listening to what's feeding your spirit, man? Are you spending hours what's building you strong in the inside so that if anything ever did want to come on the outside, your strong spirit will sustain you. And you'll not have to call the pastor, the butcher, the baker, or the candlestick maker. You'll be able to stand in your home and declare the word of the Lord and declare it that I know in whom I believe. And I know he is able. Come on, shout it out. I know he is able. I know some of you are going to get your children. Hallelujah. But your children need you to hear this. And the Amplified, it says, uh, just a few more minutes. Anybody getting anything out of this? Now, how are we going to do this? We're going to get in the Word. The Word is final authority. Everybody say that with me. It is final authority. Amen. The Word coming in you. Amen. Just, you know, well, I just read three verses today. It's not going to do it. Marlon Hickey says you have to read the Bible three times a year. All of it. And that's just for starters. Hallelujah. The strong spirit of a man, the Amplified says, sustains him in bodily pain or trouble, but a weak and broken spirit who can raise up and bear. I want to give you this point. A strong spirit will cause us to overcome physical attacks, financial problems, relational difficulties, 
anything to do with our lives, job, career, ministerially, emotional challenges, anything that the enemy wants to throw your direction, a strong spirit will deal with it. Do you know that you can grow your spirit so strong that you don't even know you were attacked? How many people understand what I'm talking about? Wave at me. Have you ever been that strong in God that you didn't even know that you were being attacked? Somebody was trying to speak ugly of you and it didn't even affect you. You didn't even realize that they were being ugly. That's a strong spirit. Everybody shut it out. A strong spirit. Look at your neighbor and say, stop wearing your life on your sleeve in the name of Jesus. Amen. Get a poker face. Amen. Stop telling everybody with your face, whether you like it or whether you don't. Get a poker face. This is the day for a poker face. Amen. This is the day for a thick skin. Look at your neighbor and say, you know you're a crocodile. Come on. Amen. This is the day for thick skin. Amen. Everybody saying whatever they want to say and you getting hurt. Stop getting hurt. The reason you're getting hurt is because... You don't have a strong spirit. You're hearing everything that everybody says through your soul. And you used to be strong and now you're just as weak as a weak thing. Things that would never have bothered you now bother you. Time to get yourself strong again. I said it's time to get yourself strong again. I said it's time to get yourself strong again. We can build a barrier, a force field, a wall of protection around us so when the storms of life hit, we can stand like a rock. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm standing like a rock. Amen, that's a confession, but you grow your spirit man strong. You'll not even have to convince yourself. Now, come on, Paul, you gotta stand. Brace, 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 brace. You think you're on a flight going down. Brace, brace, no, no. I'm telling you, when you grow yourself strong spiritually, amen, you don't have to put your shoulder in. Amen. Your shoulder's already in. Shut it out. I'm unshaken. I'm unmovable. Our spirits can become so rooted, so grounded, and so established in the Word that we can actually repel disease, stop care, resist sin, override doubt, dissolve offense, and block pressure. I'm going to say it again. Our spirits can become so rooted, grounded, and established in the Word that we can actually repel disease, stop care, resist sin, override doubt, dissolve offense, and block pressure. Lift your hand and say, that's me right there in the name of Jesus. Come on, the future is looking better every day. In the name of Jesus, the best is yet to come. We're rising as the church of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, though the enemy come at me one way, he will flee from me seven ways. I am invincible. I am an overcomer. And for this very short message, it is enough to get a hook in your jaw and say, I'm going to spend my life 
every day of my life putting in the word as much as I can put it in. I'm telling you, get like Carnum myself. Amen. Get like me. I put those headphones on and I can't even lie, lie right on the pillow. But I am telling you, oh, my physical body is receiving the strength of heaven. Amen. My spirit mind is building. My spirit mind is growing stronger. And that when the enemy wants to come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will rise within me as a standard. You are more than what you ever thought you were. You are better than what you ever thought you were. Stop acting like the casualty when God has made you the victor. Stop living life like a victim when he has given you the victory. Things are lining up. Things are coming into line. Things are getting better. Things are getting better. Things are getting better. room today listening online and you have to put the first thing first and that is make Jesus the Lord of your life the moment that you make Jesus the Lord of your life everything changes I'm going to go as far to say to you today you know what if you're saved or you say you're saved and you're still steeped in sin you're still doing ugly stuff you're still sleeping around you're still looking at pornography. You're still playing with the devil. Chances are you're not even born again. Because if that is a hold of you more than what Christ is a hold of you, then there's something wrong with your relationship with God. You see, when I got Jesus into my life, I didn't want to do stuff anymore. I'm telling you, that's where we have Colossians 1.27. Christ in us, the hope of glory. You were moved from darkness to light. You were transferred out of the dominion of the enemy. If you still want to do that dirt, you still want to do that crap, does Christ live within you? Because he lives within me. He lives in my house. And we secure it constantly within us. This move of God that's coming, ladies and gentlemen, is a first and foremost, a consecration. And it's going to bring the church to their knees. And I'm telling you, on our knees, we're going to see that Jesus is Lord of our lives and Lord of our families and Lord of every aspect of our lives. If you believe it, lift your hands to the Lord right now. In the name of Jesus, I cast the devil out of you. 
I command the devil to go from you in the name of Jesus. Receive the Lord. Receive him as your Lord and Savior. Come back to God. Come back in fire for him. These are not days to play. These are not days to live like warm. These are not days just to stop into church like you're pulling your car into the gas station. Just for a quick fill me up. We don't have that luxury anymore. We're in the time it says the end. And I tell you, there's a few of us, we're taking it seriously. It matters to me what happens over these next few years. And it matters to me what happens to you over these next few years. It matters to me what happens to your children over these next few years. And you can prep all you want. You can stock up food. But I'm telling you, how are you spiritually? Because I'm telling you, if you know him, are in relationship with him, are in fellowship with him, then you have a covenant. Lift your hands and shout it. I have a covenant. I have a covenant. And he will not break it and he will not alter it and I am his child and he is my father and he has a plan for me and so my job and our job is this that together we're going to grow ourselves spiritually strong And we're going to be sustained by this strong spirit, not a memory of what faith used to do. How many people got something out of this today? How many people bear witness with it today? You know when you were hungry? You know when you were on fire? You know when the word burned within you? You know when you got hooked up with me, what you saw in me? Does that still burn? Does the fire of that relationship with me still burn within you? Because this was not so that we could just settle into church life. The same reason that I came to America 12 years ago is the same reason that I am still in America. To create a hub for His Spirit to move. It hasn't changed for me. And I am more about it today than what I've ever been about it in the name of Jesus. And I see it now, no matter what's going on in the world, it is a strong spirit that is going to save the church. It is a strong spirit that is going to take the church to the end. It is a strong spirit that you're going to be able to stand up against adversity. you got to go home. But don't be thinking, please, that God is near you because you're crying about all the problems. God is not interested in that. He says he's not interested in, you know, he's interested in faith. He says, because without faith, it is impossible to please him. So some people think that the more emotional they get and the more worried they get and the more broken they get, the more God will help them. But God's not helping you because you're broken. He's helping you because of covenant. He's helping you because of faith. And this even started back there with Moses. You think Moses had a luxury? I led these people out of Egypt. My God, man, give me a break. I've listened to their murmurs and their complaining. 
I've listened to them all these years and I've got them to this body of water. Now, Father, I had no thought about water. Where did this water come from? And the longer they stood looking at the problem, the more the problem got in them. But yet they had cried for freedom for 400 years. Look at your neighbor saying, it's too long, too long, too long. They have cried for freedom for 400 years. And now they're just out a little bit of time and they're met with the first hurdle, the first hurdle. And now it's all Moses' fault. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, we're not shifting the blame, honey, anymore. Oh, come on. How many people know God's in this room today? We're not shifting the blame, honey, anymore. It is what it is. My life is my life, and I've been given one life, and I have to make it count. And Moses, because the people were crying at him, he started to cry at God. Crying to God, oh God, oh God. And God said, in one translation, Moses, stop your crying and move this people forward. And Moses was like, oh, oh, stop crying. But you're the God who just wants to come and cradle me. Just, you know, sweep my sweaty brow. Now God was all about it. He said, the enemy's coming, and I'm telling you, if you know what is good for you, you will step it up. Stop your crying, stop your moaning, stop your complaining, and stop telling me about these people. And he jumped into the water with his staff, and I'm telling you, supernatural started to happen. Look at your neighbor and say, supernatural's about to start happening. Oh, shout it out. Supernatural is about to happen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. It's time to get up. It's time to get moving. It's time to get moving. It's time. And the supernatural, because of Moses' obedience, opened up a way where there seemed to be no way and he led those millions of Jews where there seemed to be no way. And I'm telling you, some of you are faced with these things where there seems to be no way. But if you take what I just said and take that grain of a mustard seed and you begin to grow it, it's not a mountain you'll be messing with. You'll start to rearrange territories. You'll start to move whole mountain ranges. And you're just dealing with one little problem. Oh my God, oh my God. No, you said you believed. Do you think that that's not going to be tested? You said you believed. Don't you think for one minute? That's why when Jairus was there and Jesus turned around, when he heard the news about his daughter, he turned around in Jairus and he said, Jairus, believe. caught it right there do you know that Jesus is still catching you right there lift your hands all over this room I've preached myself happy I've spent hours and hours on this and I have pages and pages of stuff but you heard the rhema word from it all Get used to hearing the rhema word. 
Stop looking for point one, point two, point three. It is one word from God that will change your lives together. It is a one word from God that will change your life forever. Well, I don't know about you, but me and my household, we're going for it. I said, we're going for it. I want you to lift your hands if you're going for it today. Make sure Jesus is the Lord of your life. Make sure you're baptized in the Holy Ghost. Make sure you're praying much in other tongues. And make sure you're hanging out of the chapters of the Bible. And let's see God move so powerfully and so wonderfully and so gloriously in your life. Things are about to change. If you believe that, give the Lord praise and honor and glory. Come on, things are about to change. Things are about to change. In the name of Jesus, come on, shout a big amen, somebody.